Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I'm the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin can mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And if you hadn't guessed from the different intro, yes, we have a motor racing team on board with us today. A British motor racing team, a family focused Bitcoin Maxi, Britcoin Maxi, I should say, racing team. Uh, so excited to meet these guys. Uh, huge motorsport fan myself. Uh, these guys span three generations across the team, uh, as you'll get to learn throughout the rest of this interview. And I am really excited to, to find out, to, to watch how all of this progresses. All of you Bitcoin motorsport fans out there, especially if you're British, this is definitely the show for you. And um, I think you're going to really get a kick out of what they're trying to achieve. So enjoy the show. And please reach out to the guys and figure out how you can best support them. Just by going along and watching the races, I'm sure will be enough. But there's lots of work to be done. Anyway, before we do get into this show, I'd like to educate you guys about how you can stack some sats and where you can stack some sats. Because we are in dip territory and you should be loading up. Back up the truck. Empty your fiat pockets and get as much Bitcoin, as many Satoshis as you can. In the US, you can use swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. That will start you off with $10. Across Europe, you can use bitcoinreserve.com forward slash bitten. That's going to unlock 10 euros. And you can stack up to a thousand pounds of euros a day with Bitcoin Reserve and really get a huge position on with them as well with swan as well go to swan private and you can start stacking huge amounts bitcoin reserve up to 50 grand coincorner.com forward slash bitten they have you covered show uh links are in the show notes you know this you can set up auto buys with coin corner you can even get your own lightning email address this is huge this is where we're going don't forget as well that there is conferences coming up Make sure you are paying attention. BitcoinDay.io, once a month across the United States. Smaller meetups, very cool. There is Liberty in Our Lifetime coming up, hosted by the Free City Foundation. I'm going to be there speaking. So is Stefan Levera, so is Peter Young, Titus Gable. Link is in the show notes. Use Princey20 for a 20% discount. It's going to be in Prague, 21st, 23rd of October. Can also stack with relay relay.ch forward slash bitten that is an app swiss built company excellent company bitcoin maxis go stack get busy this is the time to do it but make sure you take control do not leave any sats on the exchanges use shift crypto.ch forward slash bitten for a five percent discount on the bitbox 02 bitcoin only hardware wallet Again, another excellent Swiss Bitcoin-only company. I think that's all the shelves. So let's get to the race. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. It's Bitcoin racing. Enjoy the show. 
Awesome. Recording in progress, people. We're here with uh, Bitcoin Racing. We've got uh, Charlie McKenzie, Andrew McKenzie, Matthew, I, surname, please. Spear. Matthew Spear. Excellent. Like, like uh, Brittany, but with no S on the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. And I've got Lauren and Samuel here. So it's a full house and we might have a mystery guest join us halfway through. So uh, kids, questions. What, what are the questions? Just fire the questions out and then one of the panel will uh, um, answer. So to the guys that have been racing, because I have no idea which one is racing. Uh, why have you started like to race or why do you want to race? Charlie, for you. <laughs> um, that's a that's a good question. I think um, my my brother was racing a few years before me in um, a championship called the uh, Fiesta Juniors, and he raced in the City Car Cup as well, which I've just joined. But um, I I wasn't involved in any of that. But then Dad invited me because um, I did a lot of go karting when I was younger. And he invited me and I said, oh, okay, that sounds really fun, but let's get these cars wrapped up in Bitcoin logos first. <laughs> and that really encourages me to um, get out there and try and uh, get the cars at the front because that's when we get put on the cameras as well. And um, we're using this race now as like a platform to increase awareness of Bitcoin and hopefully adoption because in the UK, I think we're slacking a bit. So, um, yeah, that encourages me to get out and drive and also is really fun going full speed around the corner in the little city cars. <laughs> and I think the Bitcoin logo makes them a bit faster as well. Going full speed around the corners legally, we should add listeners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> OK, you want a follow up? All right. Is it fun? It's extremely fun, and maybe one day we could invite you to be a passenger. How would you like that? <laughs> it's quite I scary, like though. It. You would like that? It's, it might be scary, but I, it looks cool. It would be it like a roller coaster. So it I'm is. Like. It is. You get slammed around the corners, but when you know you're next to a good driver, you feel safe. <laughs> nice. So hang on a second, because I think Andrew should answer as well, because Andrew was a, a racing driver. Uh, so if um, what 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 got you into it then, Andrew? Yeah, you're you're a little just, older just than, a, than these guys. Yeah, just a love of, a love of cars in the early days, and uh, you, you know I used to build and prepare my own cars. I've always loved uh, messing around with things mechanical, and uh, yeah, just just uh, went from uh, low level beginnings and. Uh, sort of moved on and um i still have a, a bmw that i race and i'm a i'm a reserve driver in the city car cup we've got four cars in that um when our celebrity driver who, who is a guy who might join us uh later uh isn't available then uh, i take up his uh, his seat so uh, and then it's a quite question of um youth versus experience <laughs> yeah. and uh Youth have got the edge at the moment. I have to have to admit, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens next time out. Yeah, the the problem is, Dad's used to much faster cars because the ones we drive are only about seventy horsepower. But when you're in a car that's got four hundred and fifty horsepower, you have to brake at every single corner that you come up to. But in these smaller cars, you there's like the track we were practicing at last week. Uh, there's about four corners where you should go around full speed. And that is completely unnatural for dad. So that's what's holding him back a bit. 
And is that I was kind racing. of the... Go ahead, Andrew. No, I was racing at the same circuit. We were at Snedderton testing the City Car Cup cars last week. I was there uh, at the end of last year racing uh, my M3 BMW. That's got 600 horsepower. Oh. And then you're, you're pretty much on the brakes as much as you're on the throttle. It's so fast. So the, the, the getting out of 600 horsepower into 68, which the City Car, car, car Cups have got, uh, cars have got, uh, is a bit of a, a culture shock. And... Um, the idea of not having to break every single corner is, is a bit of a <laughs> bit of a culture shock for me. So uh, mm. I haven't quite uh, mastered that yet, but I, I know what I've got to do. It's just a question of doing it properly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Matthew, before we move on, uh, are you a driver or not? No, no, I, I love cars and uh, I do. I do pride myself on being able to drive, but <laughs> thankfully in this, the, the pressure's off. Um, I get to... Uh, I get to watch these guys. Having said that, Andrew did put me in a passenger position around Brands Hatch for 15 hot laps. That was, um, yeah, that was really something. I remember doing that. I think it was for my 18th or 20th birthday, the, the Nigel Mansell Grand Prix uh, driving experience. And you got taken around as a passenger in a BMW, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great fun. All right. Another question. I've done a, I've done a lot of that. Well, as, as a, an instructor, as an instructor, yeah. I might have been sat there. Yeah, next I used to, to be an instructor. You might have been. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Nice to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me alive. Right. Who, who's next? Uh, me. Okay. So, how many wins or trophies has your team gotten? Well, I um, I haven't got any wins. Uh, I finished one race, and the second one I went about seventy miles an hour into a uh, metal barrier. <laughs> so I, I'm the novice, though. I need some practice. Um, we, we did get a podium finish on our first did, race. That's true. It's great. Yeah, we actually had two, um, but one was uh, frustratingly um, disallowed due to a, a penalty we incurred. But yeah, we we did get a podium finish. We got a third, which was great. Yeah, it was actually um, Salvadorian driver who was our special guest. So when he got on the podium, he held up his uh, his national flag and, it was, and put on the um, white Ralph Lauren cap, which you see um, Bukele wear. Yeah, exactly. so it was really cool actually. We 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 watched <laughs> the race where he was penalised uh, ten seconds for the slight false start, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, but we were we were we were pleased that day. Uh, we had there was a grid of thirty one cars. And three of our four cars were in the top six for both races at the start. Um, one of our, in the first race, one of our drivers got punted out and uh, that slowed the second driver and they ended up finishing fifth, sixth. But the celebrity driver was second on the road and would have finished second, but for his 10 second penalty for a jump start. Um, unfortunately, the second race, because of an accident, finished under the... Uh, safety car so uh but uh we got third on the road in that race so mm. we were quite pleased with the with the overall effort of the team that, that was the first first race this year uh so um you know we're hoping for hoping for good uh, results at each meeting so the, the same question goes to you andrew you, you've got to dust off your trophy cabinet uh what what's uh what accolades that was the question wasn't it how many how much have you won and how many trophies yeah yeah mm. I think I've got the last count, something over 500. Um, 
for you know you get a trophy for first second third normally so uh, and i've won several uh, i've won one national championship and oh i almost it sounds a bit uh uh, several club championships anyway, uh, particularly in oval racing. Um, and I've had Does that answer your question, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> we we dropped out we dropped out just after you said oval racing so very sorry if i ask you to repeat um what uh, no I, I i i won several championships uh, in oval racing and uh you know quite a quite a number of races you, you get a trophy for the first three places normally and uh, uh but i actually uh came second in a national championship a saloon car racing championship last year so we're still we're still doing the best we can so does that mean that you're a god at driving? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess over, over the years, you know, we've done okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, Lauren. Yes. Uh, so what type of like racing like do you do? Like because it's not like the Formula One racing. I have noticed. No, no, that's well observed. Uh, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nothing like uh, nothing like Formula One. These are these are the city car uh, racing is for you know small little cars. They're either Citroen C ones, Peugeot one hundred and sevens, or the Toyota Igo. They're all basically the same. Um, they they have you you buy them with a kit of parts, and you everyone has the same equipment, the same engine, the same suspension, the same brakes, the same tires even the same ECU, the engine management system, uh, exhaust, everything is supposed to be absolutely identical. They have to run to a certain weight. Um, and uh, in theory, they're all the same. Of course, the level of driving uh, helps. Uh, you know, if you've got a good driver and we've got a couple of very good drivers, uh, it makes a, makes a huge difference. But in theory, the cars are the same. Um, but they're a much lower level than Formula One. Um, but you know, we've got to, you've got to start somewhere, and these, this is where we want to put our young drivers for them to progress. Uh, we have plans to go into uh, more exotic championships, but they'll probably still be saloon or sports GT car based. It won't. It probably won't be single seaters. We're thinking at things like the uh, BTCC uh, as a possibility, uh, the Carrera Cup, Porsche Carrera Cup as a possibility. Um, we're also looking at um, Euro NASCAR if, if we want to go into into Europe. It's another another possibility, quite an exciting one. So those are all where we hope to be. But uh, at the moment, we're starting at a, a lower club level. But you've got lots of cars, 30 plus cars on the grid, and they're all exactly the same. They're all arguing over the same piece of tarmac. So uh, in that respect, it's actually quite exciting. There's always drama. Well, you've seen the race. It's quite exciting. Exciting. And of course, the BTC C would be a natural place for Bitcoin <laughs> racing to progress to. We'd love to have it. We'd love to be su su supporting Bitcoin in, in something as high profile as that. That's, that's our aim, definitely. We want to get the Bitcoin out there. What does BTC C stand for? Bit British Touring Car Championship. Oh. I hope. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Not the Bitcoin Championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we should rename it. I think. <laughs> Once you've won it, you can rename it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Any more That's questions, or you got? Yes, yeah, so I got one more. Okay. One more for Samuel. Yep. How many times have you guys it crashed or uh, gone onto the grass and <laughs> one of those loops? A donut. Oh. Yeah. Charlie. Uh, <laughs> well, well, in the car, just once for me, because I've only done two races. And yeah, I ended my second race in the barrier. And I was about an inch from actually flipping the car because we've got a slow motion video on the um, on our Twitter. I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, and it's really weird because instead of like swearing and screaming when I went into the barrier, I just went, I'll be damned. In a really calm voice, and I had no very idea calm. why that was my first uh, response. <laughs> very uh, calm. I think I'm too much of a gentleman. <laughs> but I think, Dad, you've had quite a lot more than that, haven't you? Well, the, um, yeah, the, the things go wrong. You know, I've had the odd mechanical failure, which has caused problems. Uh, you know, I've uh, over the years tried not to damage racing cars, and you know, Touchwood been reasonably successful, but I have had some fairly big accidents um, um, from which I walked away unhurt fortunately I rolled a we did run in the in the uh, Rover 216 GTI series and at Thruxton on the fast part of the back circuit um, I'd overcooked a corner and uh, it was just in those days there was just a field to one side so I thought okay I'll just go straight into the field that's probably the safest option but unfortunately the day before they just ploughed it so I went into the field, caught one of the ruts, and it flipped the car, and it, it spanned four times before uh, landing eventually on its wheels. But uh, so that was probably one of the worst accidents I've had in terms of uh, damage. But um, uh, not not too bad. We got the car repaired. You know, mostly things can be things can be fixed, and uh, as long as you can walk away. And of course, on the oval racing, you're you're running alongside a barrier on uh, both mm. sides of you. So uh, if you get and, and it can be fairly aggressive racing in, in that. And uh, I've been tipped into the barrier a couple of times. You know, I've hit the barrier head on 40, 50 mile an hour. It doesn't sound uh, a very high speed. But when you bear in mind that the barrier only moves one inch when you hit it, that can be, <laughs> that can be quite a hefty impact. I actually shortened the car by 12 inches. Um, <laughs> Gave me a bit of problem with my ribs for a few days, but other than that, yeah. no. In the main, uh, try and avoid try and avoid the crashes if we can. Yeah, I had a, I had a brake failure in a car once, which was difficult. But uh, no, in the main, touch wood, we're okay. We've we've done all right. Extreme roller coasters, then. Extreme roller coasters. <laughs> all right. Well, do you guys want to say good night? Yeah. yeah. Good night. Lovely to meet you both. both. Thank you. Thank you for your questions. Uh, Nice to meet you both. Good night. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they're here. Thanks. No. Uh, Right, guys. Yeah, let's hope uh, uh, Seb turns up. If not, no problem. Um, Before we carry on, Matthew, let's um, let's get uh, a little bit from from yourself, your your role within the team, and uh, you know your vision, I suppose, and, and what it is that, uh, that you're doing to, to help out these guys. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the marketing director for the team. Um, Andrew and I have known each other for many years. Uh, 
it was actually these guys that introduced me originally to Bitcoin uh, a couple of years ago. I had obviously heard about it before, but sadly <laughs> had not invested back in 2009 or, or 2010, I think, when it was, uh, yeah, really in, in my face, actually, and, and, and on my mind. But yeah, anyway, uh, we have this incredible vision, which is to get the name of Bitcoin uh, and an and awareness of it out to as many people as possible across the country and across the world. And we've made a pretty decent start, I think. We've only been running really for what, guys? Three months, is it? Something like that. And already we've managed to partner with uh, El Salvador, obviously the first and only nation at the moment to have adopted Bitcoin as legal tender. So we have a really close relationship with uh, with the embassy uh, in, in Mayfair uh, and with the embassy itself. Uh, I think we also have Central African Republic now, uh, if you didn't know that yet. <laughs> when? when was that? Today? Yeah, quite recently. Um, not today. A few days ago. Sorry, yeah. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, it's quite cool. It's exciting, actually. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. No, no, no. I've had my head on other stuff. But um, yeah, so it, it's a really, really exciting situation we find ourselves in. Um, the ambassador uh, herself of El Salvador graced us with her presence at our first race. Um, we have a lot of ongoing stuff with them. We've been extended an official invitation to the country in September, which we're all very much looking forward to. Um, yeah, we have, uh, uh, hopefully he will join us at some point, Sebastian, um, but we do have a, 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 a soon to be celebrity and very much a, a star driver um, on our team uh, from El Salvador. So yeah, we're, we're, we're looking really good. And I think if we continue in this manner, um, we have this sort of little mantra that we said as a joke at first, sort of C1 to F1, but you never know. We, we really have hit the ground running and we have an amazing team. Uh, and in my experience with that, literally anything is possible. So, yeah, here's to it. That's awesome. And C1 being uh, the Citroen C1, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the car, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So who fell down the rabbit hole first? Come on, hands up. <laughs> um, I think me and dad at the same time. And um, we, we, we kind of found ourselves in a situation with a family where we um, had a bit of a financial predicament, which was um, an impending mortgage payment due. Um, so in 2020, we had four years left and um, we kind of needed to find a route to raise the money to meet that um, and my mum used to be in the restaurant business so we thought oh maybe we'll open another restaurant you've got skills there you might be able to do it um, but it's lucky we didn't because that would have then been closed because in March 2020 uh, all the lockdowns came so that would have probably wiped us out um, but uh, yeah we found Bitcoin through research and actually found gold first but um we then somehow found bitcoin afterwards and as a family thought that would be the best route to take so we got involved in march 2020 and uh and then obviously now we've had two years of learning about it and fallen in love with the idea of separating money from state and 
freedom and all of the other things that Bitcoin can do for the world. And that's why we now wanted to give back because it's actually um, empowered my family and helped us get out of a rut, I would say, and given us financial uh, literacy, which is was a nice gift for me actually at 23 years old because I I know you're um in you love home education and things but I was stuck through uni thinking that was the right route and then suddenly found myself learning about bitcoin and realized um I could just be working in a bar or in a pub somewhere and stacking sats and my future would probably be better than um what I'm going to gain from this degree and this masters that I was doing so yeah it's been a it's been a really we've learned so many amazing things from it um, do you want to add to that, Dad, at all? How we kind of got in, what, what, what you thought about it? Because I think it's interesting that as an, as an older gentleman, you were really open to it, actually. Which what, is the age, what is the age difference? So you're like 23, 24, Charlie? 25, yeah. 25, right? Yeah. And, I'm, I'm well into my <laughs> 60s, unfortunately. But... No, I, 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 I'm pleased to say that I took time to listen. I'd, 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 I'd seen Bitcoin, um, but I hadn't uh, invested in it, uh, uh, and I didn't, wasn't aware of the so aware of the technicalities and and the uh, the beauty of it, really. Um, but thanks to Charlie's introduction and uh, the things he learned and uh, showed us and showed us where to get the same sort of uh, learning and education. Um, you know, I've become a, a, an enormous fan of it, and uh, you know, I really think it is the uh, you know they say free free the money, free the world. You know, uh, we need to get away from um, the, the state-controlled corruption and everything else that's going on. Um, right through the whole world, you you see evidence of the way you know the money is fiddled by banks and by governments and the general overwhelming corruption that, that, that seems to exist. It, it just needs to be stamped out. Um, so, you know, a way of a way of freeing the money from from these sort of artificial controls and, and the controls we've seen over so many years, it really is time people did something about it. And in, in my view, this is this is the way it's the only way. Yeah, the money's free the money, free the world. Yeah, it I is. think um... What's that Nobel Prize winning economist called Hayek? And he said something like, um, the only way we can escape governments controlling money is by finding some sly roundabout way. And that's exactly what Bitcoin is. <laughs> and uh, it, Yeah, it's, it's difficult because it, for normal people, it's a really scary asset to be involved with. Um, and most people will just kind of um, try and use it to make as much money as possible. But then when you get the education you then realize it's actually a technology to have less fiat currency not more of it <laughs> and then when you reach that stage you kind of think okay i'm going to keep this for as long as possible i think that's what's kind of clicked in our heads now and it has been quite painful obviously going through some of the biggest uh, changes in our net worth that we've ever had because we never previously started investing before we discovered Bitcoin and I, I won't say it's been plain sailing and <laughs> enjoyable the whole time, but it's the fundamentals always remain the same when the price falls. And that's what we um, console ourselves with. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, Matthew, when when these guys uh, floated uh, Bitcoin at you, were you were you open? At, you'd obviously had a few touches beforehand from from what you said earlier. Yeah, literally. I actually remember in two thousand and nine, um, I actually went to a casino and I won a couple of grand. And I, I remember thinking there was someone. I can't remember who it was, but someone talked to me about this sort of Bitcoin, and I thought. So I guess some, <laughs> and instead I, I actually used the money to. Um, um, uh, we we'd just come back from uh, from abroad, actually, following the financial crisis. You know, the the the, the big one that really hit us hard. I was in Spain uh, with business uh, in the renewable energy sector for ten years uh, before that. So we just come back, and I used the uh, the money to um, um, yeah move, move my family to a, a a nice sort of little country house and. Yeah, so in, in hindsight, <laughs> I wish I had, um, yeah, I wish I bought some. But yeah, when Andrew, it was you, wasn't it, Andrew? We, we started speaking about it. I'd already bought some, um, um, uh, uh, some, but a very, very small amount, um, just on a sort of whim, um, I think about 100 quid's worth. And but then Andrew and I, we, we sort of talked quite deeply about a lot of things business-wise and before, and yeah, he's a, he's a guy that I really... I really respect and, and, and trust his, his viewpoint. When he brought this to me, I was I was all ears. And then we started speaking about it, you know, regularly and and, and a lot. And um, yeah, yeah, I started researching it myself. I think once you do that, you know, because I, I was very, I was very naive about um, the the entire, uh, yeah, the entire uh, Bitcoin theory and the, and the and the and the market as a whole. But I started re research it and and really learned a hell of a lot and it's like you said just now charlie it became more than a kind of way of making money it was a you know it was pretty obvious it was a way to actually change the whole world and yeah that made me really sit up and take notice so have we got like uh like three generations going on here i'm guessing you may be gen x matthew yeah pretty much yeah 28 um, forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> 21 right yeah <laughs> which I, by the way i did i did notice when we were watching the race yesterday the the numbers on the cars uh, yeah and you, your brother is uh number 21 part of the team as well he's number 21 exactly. and you're number 21 zero yeah yeah <laughs> that was the best we could come up with um our, our like um team manager the mechanic who or andre didn't want us to have like triple lettered numbers because they're not as easy to remember and think, but I was like, no, I'm having number 21 in no matter what. And, and I gave number 21 to my brother because he is actually the faster driver, which I don't tell him, but we want to yeah. see car number 21 up the top. <laughs> so yeah, I was generous. Is, is he as orange peeled as everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. All, all our family is my, my grandparents, um, my mum, my sister, her two babies, well, obviously they they don't yeah, understand it yet, but their yeah. um, their savings accounts are obviously being in in Bitcoin. Um, my auntie, my cousin, <laughs> we've really pushed it out there. You guys so have done an amazing yeah. job, and lots That's... of my friends as well. So, how did you do this? Was it like instead of the classic "come and look at our holiday picture" snap slides, you, you were sitting there giving PDF presentations of Bitcoin? <laughs> what, what was the what was the secret sauce? There's this amazing documentary on YouTube called The Hidden Secrets of Money by um, Dad, what's his name? Something Maloney. 
Yeah, Michael Maloney. Michael Maloney, that's it. And it just teaches you everything about economics, but in the most understandable way, because the whole industry has been made to be complicated, but it just narrows it down and shows you how evil it is. And we learnt about like fractional reserve banking and found that extremely offensive and uh, inflation and things like that. Things that we heard in everyday life, but didn't really recognize the significance of it. And that's still happening with people today. And at the moment, inflation's horrible in the in many countries, especially here with fuel prices and things going up. And but still, um, people are going about their their lives, hearing the word inflation, but not looking into it or questioning it. So that that's that documentary I used as um, to just send to people and say, "What do you think about this? Look how crazy and evil all this stuff is going on." Is um, you should opt out. That's <laughs> um. To, to find that at your age is amazing. Um, I'd like to ask Andrew, who's suffered this system more than any of us here on this call, how did that make you feel once once these sats started dropping in your mind that your whole life you've had the wall pulled over your eyes and your family and everybody and, and you know, the, your mother and father and grandparents as well? It's a sense of almost a sense of embarrassment for, for, for my generation, you know, that we've behaved so badly. Um, you know, maybe we created a scenario, a scenario for, for future generations, which is just so wrong in, in so many respects. You know, every, every government that comes into power, they just keep kicking the can down the road. You know, they increase the debt, increase the debt. You know, one day you have to pay the debt. You know, we're, we're learning now the consequence. You know, people say this is caused by the Ukraine war. That's obviously partly responsible for the fuel prices and some of the problems we have in that respect. But the main the main cause of inflation is printing money. If you or I went out into our back room when we were a bit short and printed ten grand in notes, you know, we'd probably get an eight year stretch. But the government can do that any day they feel like it, and just pull the money like it's growing on on trees. And what is the consequence of that? You have to think there's consequences. There's always going to be consequences. And that's been going on for years and years and years. And, and we're just spoiling the, the world for future generations. You know, we're not, it's not being handled properly. Um, it's been handled fraudulently. You know, I go as far as, as using that word. You know, I'm, I'm a lawyer. I've been at the sharp end of a lot of this. So I've been involved in every sort of, business transaction for, for clients over the years and it, it, it's taken me a long time to, to realize how uh, how bad it has become uh, and, and it isn't going to get better unless we do something to change it or lip service that people keep paying playing paying to you know oh we're going to do this this government's going to do that that's government's going to do the other thing it's just nonsense nobody's addressing the fundamental root evil of it all um, you know, I'm not saying there aren't some people with, with good intentions. I mean, clearly there are, but uh, no one seems to be prepared to grasp the nettle. Um, you know, they're in power for four years and they know that the hard decision is probably going to make them unpopular. So they don't, they don't make the hard decision. They kick the can down the road and, and, and you know, the consequences we, we, we can, we're beginning to see now more uh, 
in a more real way than, than ever with the cost of living, which is, which is the cause of, which is the result of, of what's been going on. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's certainly a tough pill to swallow. I, I, I had to do it myself. I used to work in foreign exchange markets. That's how that was my whole career. That was like 18 years of being as close to the spigot of money as possible, as well as being a, you know, in a broking seat and rent seeking at the same time. And when, when all of this like reveals itself to you, you'd look back and you're like, how did I not see it? Just, you know, because you're, you're just blinded by the system in which you're embedded. And Matthew, you mentioned earlier that um, you spent 10 years in Spain in the, the renewables uh, kind of field. Um, and now we have this, kind, of, especially on Bitcoin, Twitter, uh, a lot of people calling out uh, bullshit within that arena. Uh, how has that affected your thinking to your past? Are you still involved in it? You know, what do you see? Um, I, I'd just like to get your take on that. Renewables, yeah. Do you know, it's really funny, actually. So, um, yeah, 10 years in Spain, eight of which um, directly uh, owning and running a, a fairly large-scale renewable energy business by the end and um, completely wiped out in 2008-9 by the uh, that huge financial crisis, which obviously was, you know, one of the cyclical events that fiat currency produces. And yep. and really sort of seeing it firsthand, I, I'd worked very, very hard to, you know, build it all up with, with a lot of people involved with me. And you know, seeing us all just lose just from no other reason, you know, no fault of our own, just, uh, you know, the, the force majeure of the, of the, of the fear way was, um, was a real eye-opener, actually, and, and, and just seeing how it just repeats again and again and again. You know, my, my, my father was um, similarly hit in, was it 91, was it, or 90, I think, the, the one before, um, you know, and, yeah, so, yeah, and, and, and for me, Bitcoin is is now that the it can it can solve all this and I, I i just think that we are finally all of us we have something to you know put our minds to and and, and work towards and um but to answer your question about renewables so yes i am still involved in it funny enough we we have some um some pretty big plans on the periphery of the race team um to actually uh, do some some fairly large pv array parks uh, and, and maybe even link those to um, Bitcoin mining rigs. Because, I mean, you know, I know one of the major, yeah, perceived uh, negatives of Bitcoin is its energy consumption. Um, but when you think of the free energy that's available from the sun, everything can be uh, easily compensated. It's just a case of actually doing it. So, yeah, that's something that we are actually directly involved with now today <laughs> this week yeah it's, it's it's amazing actually to be back in the game some mining bitcoin you gotta love it all right let's get on to the let's get on to the the car talk us through uh the car charlie um and then we'll get into the business side of things uh it was obviously someone's big idea to to wrap the car with with the bitcoin logo which obviously uh <laughs> There's no sponsor behind that because there's no CEO and there's no company. So there's a lot of sponsorship opportunity, cost, space on the car, whatever, gone because you guys exactly. have put Bitcoin all over it. Um, yeah, we kind of saw um, based on like real case study examples like Michael Saylor and even the country of El Salvador that 
when you actually tap into the Bitcoin network, you can get this huge tsunami of support. Um, so MicroStrategy share price went up from a little over a hundred to over a thousand. His his number of followers is now over two million. Um, El Salvador, their tourism's gone up. Their GDP is the only positive Latin American country at the moment. Um, so we saw that there's this community that gets behind projects in Bitcoin. And the cars are, as Dad explained, like a, a lower level championship for, um, which is supposed to be a championship where it's uh, more financially viable for people because it's um, a cheaper way of getting involved with motorsports, which is usually incredibly expensive. Um, so in that kind of championship, it is hard to get sponsorships. So we were thinking, how can we um, bring in more interest and supporters? And through being in Bitcoin and seeing those examples I just explained, we knew that there's a community that could potentially come and give us a backing. And um, motorsports is an age old marketing method. And it's, it's really coveted, like in the touring cars, a business called Halfords, which you probably know, paid over £800,000 to put their logo on the side of a touring car door. So uh, businesses see this as an incredible opportunity to increase their brand exposure. So Bitcoin should be experiencing that brand exposure too. And that is the crux of what we plan to do. And it is just, we need to find supporters and like-minded people and um, financially as just a small family and friends, it's very difficult. And that is why we are in a lower championship. Um, th these cars we're using now still cost 7,000 pounds each. Uh, to run a race weekend, it, you're talking two grand a weekend. That's before, um, before we talk about hotels and mills, <laughs> uh, new tires, transporting the cars up in, a, in an HGV. The fuel price for that is incredible. And um, uh, the, yeah, dad, there's other costs as well that I'm probably missing. Um, but it's just a, even though this championship is touted as a, a, a cost friendly one, <laughs> actually, that is not the case when you've got four cars uh, or even just one. The so, salary of each driver as well. Pardon? The salary of each driver. Or, oh um, no! Well, <laughs> yeah, Dad. Should we talk? About that? Uh, I'd, I'd like <laughs> sure, to start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's looking for a raise, Dad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so, something off zero. Uh, no, I think we're at the moment we're doing it as um, a passion project, something to give back to um, a currency which could change the world, and hoping that we can find supporters out there who might be interested in also having their brand on the side of a, of a car in a huge championship or seeing Bitcoin in a huge championship like that. Um, yeah. But all drivers are, are racing for just for the love of Bitcoin or some are paid. Um, <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're all doing it currently for the love of Bitcoin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No one's being paid. It's just, um, the only thing my dad's bank is getting a pounding that's the best way to describe it <laughs> or his yeah not his bitcoin wallet though we're holding yeah it. That, that, that's good to hear all yeah. right well then let, let, let's touch on um you you guys released uh, the news the other day and you did experience a little bit of uh pushback 
or hatred from some of the maxis on on Twitter because of the uh, the, this one of the sponsorships on the bonnet of the car, which is the uh, Crypto Llama NFT. Is that right? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's uh, they're called the Lazy Llamas. All right. Um, so yeah, it's you know I um like I said, we have the um, the financial situation of having a huge mortgage and not wanting to lose the house. But we also have the other side of loving racing and wanting to give back to Bitcoin using that as a medium. But as I've just described, it's incredibly expensive. And, and being in a low championship, it's also almost impossible to get a sponsorship. So we're actually proud that we managed to bring in someone. And you know, to sponsor a race team that is advocating for Bitcoin, although it's philosophically uh, on a different blockchain and not doesn't have the same aspirations as a project, um, the, the founders of that project still want to see a Bitcoin car moving up and still want to support this family. So, um, and also, I don't like the idea of my dad having to pay for absolutely everything. And uh, <laughs> it actually puts me under quite a lot of stress, to be fair, because we haven't got money, the printing press in the back room. <laughs> so um, and, and also we, we made sure that, that coming on board with those, the, the two co-founders of that project, that we would make sure that there's a positive thing that we can do for Bitcoin with them which is why we're seeking permission from the government to make a special El Salvador themed NFT of which half of the money for that will be donated to the government as uh, in Bitcoin. And so I think it's, a, a, I understand where they're coming from entirely because Bitcoin separates money from state and that's an important, that is what humanity needs. But if, if this team wants to help push a Bitcoin car then we should give them some credit because no one else has come forward yet. And it is difficult to find sponsorships, but we, you know, you have to start and we, we appreciate those guys. Matthew, do you want to add anything there? They're, they're incredible. So much actually. They are, they're, they're amazing guys. Um, really genius intelligence and, and, and very, very, very pleasant indeed. And, um, we're really enjoying working closely with them. And I must say they are as huge and massive supporters of Bitcoin as, as we all are. Um. Uh, <laughs> phone call. Um, that's that's the yeah, sponsors. And, <laughs> and, the thing, and the thing is as well, they want to help us move to the next level as well. And they, they don't say, oh, let's put a lazy llama NFT car in the championship. They say, let's put a Bitcoin racing car in the top championships. So um, I don't know. I think um, everyone will have a different opinion. And it is, of course, hard to please everyone. Um, but this is the position we're currently finding ourselves in. And um, we're enjoying them. And make sure that everyone we partner with is going to have a positive impact on Bitcoin. So we vetted them. <laughs> um, they're, they're Bitcoiners as well. So that's nice to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you, Dad you, said something quite interesting yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, Bitcoin is actually a technology which is advocating for freedom. And, and uh, inclusivity, yeah. And so therefore, like, 
the freedom to to choose who we team up with is also an important thing to think about as well but we we didn't start this thinking we wanted to offend anyone or hurt anyone's feeling it's our our project idea is to put bitcoin in front of as many millions of people as possible so how do we financially do it we make use of all all of the relationships that we can form because it's no good actually having just one revenue source you need multiple you need to have as much money as physically possible to get anywhere in racing so that's another point there i think so if anyone like listening uh, i don't know that they, they might just have a, a small private company might be micro strategy could be anyone uh could be wonder bread that want to you know <laughs> sponsor your windshield like in talladega nights but uh, if that's for sale but uh, <laughs> how, how would they how would they get in touch with you and what was the kind of process um we're, we're currently designing um sponsorship proposals for um, the porsche carrera cup and uh, a championship called the mini challenge which is a um a support race for the british touring cars so and actually the carrera cup runs on the same days as a touring car as well so um that brings an incredible amount of live viewers to the races but the best way is to um visit our website and start chatting with us and we can send over proposals and uh, very flexible as well it's not just option a b or c we can help in multiple ways and i think that's yeah, where just just our, reach out it's it, you know yeah. we, we just like working with uh, with like-minded uh, people and companies and and obviously that's uh, exactly what we have in mind so yeah if, if if anyone wants to get in touch with us um yeah we'd be so pleased to hear you know, we, we, we do need financial support to get us up into the upper levels of where we want and need and plan to be, um, where we can put ourselves in front of quite literally tens of millions of, of people. Um, you know, we, we can't afford to uh, pay for that ourselves. You know, we, we are working, all of us, without a salary and, and, and funding it, um, you know, from, from uh, ourselves how, how we can. So, yeah. Uh, any assistance on the sponsorship level will be will be absolutely incredible. Yeah, you see it in and Formula I, One now, don't you? Like they're they're all over it. Like Crypto.com's all over the place. Yeah, FTX. Them, and, but in, yeah, yeah, exactly. I um, mean, again, not the best actors per se. A lot of um, shit coinery and you know um, casinos and whatever else. Mm. But they're 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 sponsoring the teams and the stadiums, right? All over the US, it, it's huge. Exactly. Um, yeah, and they, they obviously, um, you know, you, you, you just have to do what you can to um, be able to fund such expensive high-level racing. Um, it's not a question of putting your morals behind you, but in our circumstances, we are, Bitcoin is first and foremost, and it takes the biggest position on the car. We, you know, we lose money because that position is gone. Um, so it is the center of attention for us and will be and we want to release a, an education course which is bitcoin only as well um so it's not just we're actually help people who see this and get interested in it we will actually have the resources to help them that are not biased they're not tainted they're not from the bank of england or any other uh, unreliable places and so they can get straight to the source the good stuff <laughs> um but if anyone was to sponsor us, there's 
there's huge potential for them to increase, increase their own brand awareness. Um, the Porsche Carrera Cup gets 1.7 million live TV viewers, and um, it's also represented on all of the official Porsche uh, social media accounts, which has a total of over 35 million. And then we're also, as we said, working with a driver who is set to become globally famous. So he can become a brand ambassador for Bitcoin, the country of El Salvador and people who support us as well. So we're actually set to become quite formidable marketing force and a much more interesting and unique one. We can offer businesses business to business connections, but uh, through networking, business to customer connections through the, the Porsche Carrera Cup gets 400,000 live viewers. Um, <clears throat> Businesses can offer deals where uh, customers get drives with our celebrity driver, and there's a whole yeah, host of things. Rich, I'm, sorry to interrupt you. I'm just trying to get Sebastian on right now. Oh, cool. Okay. Is he? Uh, does he have the link? With I yeah. sent him a link. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. It's not letting me enter. He said, "Oh, <clears throat> I don't see anybody in the waiting room on my side." Uh... Oh, no worries. Um, Oh, here we go. Oh, cool. <laughs> so who's coming in? Hang on. Excellent. Okay, we have... Sebastian. I'm Sebastian here. joining us. How are you doing? I'm in. I'm, I'm, I apologize. I'm so sorry. You're fine. You're can fine. Can you see me okay? We can see you sideways, but that's racing, right? <laughs> yeah. that? hey, man. that's better that's better nice to meet you yeah very good i'm so sorry i when i saw that assumed i didn't read it which uh which doesn't even surprise me to be honest but uh yeah i'm in i'm in we're here nice to you? meet you pleasure to meet you as well picking you up sebastian they've introduced me um, so yeah, like a lot, they've explained a little bit about you. So pleasure to meet you. Well, let's let's hear a little bit about uh, about yourself. What what brings you to to motor racing, and what brings you to Bitcoin? Well, what brings me to motor racing? I started racing when I was sixteen, uh, and it was my godfather actually. He he raced IndyCar. It was uh, Dario Franchitti, and he introduced oh. me to the sport. I've stopped right there. You can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> say that that your godfather, did you say? Yeah, my godfather, yeah. It's Dario Franchitti. It's Dario Franchitti, yeah. Yeah. So he um because of him, I wanted to race. You can imagine little yeah. 16 year old me looking at all the like celebrities flying around in jets, helicopters, <laughs> everything like that. Yeah, I want to be a racing driver. And <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I mean, at sixteen, to... so at sixteen you started, yeah. Sixteen, I started. Yeah, um, I wasn't up the front at first. I was kind of hanging off the back, uh, and then I think two years in, that's when I got my first podium, uh, and then a year after that, got my first race win. Um, and yeah, I've, I've, you know, it's been tough to get there because everyone obviously started off from carts. Um, I've thrown loads of money at it, but I kind of, I just jumped in for, at Formula Ford um, and just had to learn and, and do my best and try and keep up, which I've done quite well, I think. 
I was going to say, because most people, they start karting six, eight, ten years old, and karting is the first experience, and you know, then you progress yeah. through the, uh, the other formulas. But Formula Ford, you went straight into Formula Ford. I mean, how on earth did you manage that? I know. Well, it was actually, it was uh, Graham Brunt in racing. Basically, I went for my arts test on, I'm just going to use, I think it was like a week before the first race. Start my arts test, and Graham was at the track, talked my dad into doing a season at Formula Ford to start off in. Uh, and then the, the following week, I was entering my first race. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> part, part of me thinks that my dad doesn't like me too much. He's always throwing me into <laughs> Like, yeah, just do your best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, talk about steep learning curve. Yeah. So you, you went from zero racing to racing, and you'd not even started to learn to drive yet, right, at 16? Yeah, I couldn't drive at that time. It was, uh, it was Formula Ford was my first car. So it was quite good. Uh, and I had dreams of being an Indy car. So that was what right. I wanted to do. These still are my dreams. To be honest with you, they're still my dreams. But I've realised that motorsport is so expensive now to get into that it's very difficult. Like, talent doesn't get you to the top anymore. You have to have talent with money. And it's it's a sad reality. But if you don't have the money, you can't race. And it's as simple as that, no matter how good you are. Yeah, exactly. It's all about, even at Formula One level now, you know, making that jump from um, the uh, the... The formula underneath that uh it, it's all about the driver that has the most sponsorship rather than the driver that's winning all of the races yeah yeah exactly it's, it's sad but it just makes you it makes you need to work and stay sharp you know you have to be so on top of absolutely everything you're doing you've got to be on top of your image as well because at the end of the day it's, it's the image that people buy into you can be the best driver but if you've not got the image to match then there's no point because you need to sell if, you know, if people are funding you to race, you need to sell whatever they want you to sell. And if you can't do that, then then there's no you can't race. They, they'll back somebody else in a heartbeat. What did you think then when you saw the Indy car hit the uh, the the circuit last year after Jack Mallers had uh, had pulled off that that nice little coup? What was that? Sorry, I'm a, I don't I don't recall that one. Last year at the uh, the Indy five hundred. They okay. got yeah. They got the um, the Dutch driver for the uh, is it Paul Thompson Racing. Is that right? Now I'm really pulling on my memory strings here. So they had um, a, a Bitcoin car in the Indy 500 last year. Oh, yeah, Ed, Ed Carpenter. That was Ed, Ed Carpenter. Carpenter. Ed Carpenter. Yeah, that was, yes. Sorry, I didn't didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was Ed. I thought that was cool. Um, and I think that's the beauty of where the world's going. It's all becoming. You've got to be. You've got to think outside the box now, and that is certainly thinking outside the box. It's wor worldwide. It's still people are always questioning it, and people think like, "Oh, it's you know, Bitcoin's not real, blah blah blah." But with it being on real things, with Bitcoin being plastered on real things, I think it's giving people more. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, trust. It's giving people more trust with Bitcoin. And I think Bitcoin is now growing because people are starting to trust it more. You know, countries are getting behind it, like El Salvador. You know, you've got Bitcoin racing now. That's a real thing. So it's, it's yeah, um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is starting to take over. I'm in, I'm in LA right now. Well, when I was in LA yesterday, 
um, I w- there was Bitcoin cash machines where you could buy Bitcoin, like um, like ATMs with bit that just purely for Bitcoin. And I, that was the first time I'd ever seen that. And I was like, wow, it's getting real now. Definitely. Yeah. So what was your journey into the rabbit hole of Bitcoin then? Well, these guys really, to be honest, I, I'd always been interested in Bitcoin and crypto as like as a whole. Um, when we got into lock, when we started lockdown, my brain is completely jumbled up with lockdown. I can't even remember the thing. Now. I think was it like two years ago lockdown was when it first started. Yeah, yeah. twenty twenty. Yep. Yeah, so I started getting interested in Bitcoin. You know, when you're sitting not doing an awful lot, you start to think outside the box. Uh, so I started thinking about maybe let's let's buy into some crypto. Um, started doing that. Never really knew much about it. Um, and I had no intentions of pulling my money back out. No intentions at all. You know, there was people, you know, buying Bitcoin to sell it again, like staying up all night. I was just like, you know what? This is going to soon be everybody's bank account. So I'm just going to start having a savings account, buying Bitcoin, leaving it in there. Um, I'm kind of blowing my brains out right now with it. <laughs> but, you know, in the long run, it will work. So that's, I'm, I'm confident with it. Um and then when was it March we raced guys at Alton Park? March, wasn't it? April. April. Yeah, last uh, month. So, yeah. yeah, last God, that's it's gone quickly. I can't I can't believe it. But the ambassador of El Salvador, she came to my race last season in Janetta's. Um, so we got to know a lovely woman. Um, and she actually she sent a message to my dad again, I think like a week before I raced for Bitcoin racing asking if I could join as like a guest driver. Um, so we had a call with Matthew. He explained to us what it was about and I was jumped on. I jumped on it straight away. I thought it was a great, great thing. And I've always wanted to race a C1 as well. And the thing is, I could see the vision that these guys had. So I was like, I'm jumping on. So mm. forgive me for that. <laughs> always wanted to race a Citroen C1 but for what reason from IndyCar to C1 <laughs> um, I don't know they just they look like fun they look like fun and I, you know I went there no pressure I was just like I'm going to enjoy myself and see what I can do um, and it was funny because before the race like before testing I was like oh you know I just want to see everyone do well you know the usual spiel um being humble about it. And then as soon as I got in the car and started testing, I was like, right, I want to actually win this. Yeah. I'm not just coming here for fun. <laughs> I was like, I want to win this. So, uh, I tried my best, but it's actually very competitive. That championship competitive. So what are the different championships that uh, you've been racing across in your career then? So Formula Ford was like four years at Knock Hill. Um, and then I think 20... 2019, I want to say. Um, Walking Horse, which was a factory BMW team, they came and approached me to go and race it in the Nürburgring in GT cars. So again, I went from Scottish Formula Ford straight into the Nürburgring in a GT car. So again, that was like another red flag that my dad might not like me too much. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Went there, absolutely loved it. I was hooked, hooked at VLN at the Nordic Life. I was hooked on that. Um, to this day, it's probably still probably still the favourite championship I've raced in. 
because every lap was something different, something new. Um, my mum hated it, though, I have to say. I think I maybe aged her with that with that season. But, uh, <laughs> but she was happy. She was happy at the end of the season. Uh, got into a GT4 car, BMW M4 at the, at the circuit as well. That was good. Uh, the following year, because my mum was so stressed out with VLN, uh, I got an offer to race in, in the Porsche Carrera Cup Championship, which 2020 that happened. So I thought, you know what? Porsche sounds good. My mum's less stressed because I, was, I would have been contracted to the UK. So I was like, right, I'll give that a bash. And it was in the Toka package, which is a huge championship. You know, Toka as a whole, it's got the touring cars, Minis, Janettas, you know, Porsche as well. So it's a big championship and it, it brings big crowds. So I was quite intrigued by that. I thought this could this could be like a new route to to make myself more desirable to market, you know, because that's that's what I care about is how desirable I am, that people want to market me and stuff. So signed signed to race the championship in the Porsche, and then lockdown happened, so I cancelled the contract. So never managed a full season out of them, unfortunately. But uh, the following year. I think I took a year out during lockdown. I didn't race. And then raced Janetta uh, Super Cup last season. And Janetta then this Super year... I'm... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, Janetta Super Cup last season. Uh, and then this year, I'm in a complete... <sighs> What's the word I'm thinking of? Like, it's just... it's Everything's up in the air right now for me because I'm working on some huge things that if it... Well, it is going to happen. That It's going to happen because I've done it. But I just need to see what the what the return is going to be on that, and that will be huge. And that's why kind of we're all all talking quite closely because I know for a fact sticking with with Bitcoin racing, like these guys know what they're up to, they know what they're doing, uh, and it excites me because we've got the exact same aspirations. It excites me because these guys know they understand me. Not a lot of people understand me, but these guys <laughs> understand me. So uh, it's exciting for me. <laughs> Well, Charlie, you were talking earlier about the Porsche Carrera Cup uh, yeah. and that being a dream of yours to for, for Bitcoin racing to, to feature in that. Not with a C1, though, right? Uh, <laughs> you, you, you'd have to get yourself a Porsche. Well, yeah, that would be... I think I'm going to need to... Um, I also mentioned the Mini Challenge as well, so because yes. I, I'm less experienced in the, on the cars, I need to um, move up to something a bit more manageable. But equally... Um, I think my dad would also throw me into a bigger car as well, to be fair. So uh, <laughs> we've got two dads that don't love us that much now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, to be fair, I think I would definitely jump into the most advanced car that's available. But really, like, I, wanna, I want to spend this time reaching out to people and working with people who can help support this team because I, I want to put Seb in the car because the, these race cars have got El Salvador's flag and I think... We, that touches Seb's heart because that's his homeland and he deserves to be in that car. So Seb, even ahead of my brother, I want to put Seb into that car oh. and then I'll think about Chris next. All right. I was picking up on a Scottish accent. Is that is that not the... Uh... Yeah, that's it. I mean, I... I was raised in Scotland. My mum's from El Salvador. Um, okay. So if I want something, I'll speak to my mum in Spanish. And it always works. <laughs> yeah. 
So, right, so there's the tie to El Salvador, and that's why you've got the flags on the roof of the car, and that's how you got in touch with the ambassador, uh, and why, Seb, you're so aligned with these guys. Obviously, it's a, a huge... It, it was actually, um, actually the other way around. So we got in touch with the embassy and the ambassador, and it was um, the ambassador who introduced us to, uh, to Sebastian. Well, actually, to, uh, to your dad, wasn't it? To... Uh, my mum was doing research as well and she she actually came across Seb as well and then um, I think the ambassador kind of clicked it and made us realize yeah we need to talk to this guy immediately <laughs> and we're so happy we did he's just an amazing hey, guy and I'm blessed with it as well in the first race yeah no I'm just saying there quick that I'm um, I'm completely blessed with, the, with how everything's played out because I've always carried the flag from the start of my career. Mm. I've had the El Salvador flag on my helmet. Um, so I've made it quite a statement because I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be El Salvadorian. Uh, and then these guys, like to have that same respect for El Salvador is incredible. So I'm, I really appreciate what, what, they're, what they're doing to involve the country in such like high, high expectation, you know, right up at the top. So it's quite, yeah, I'm blessed by it. It's nice. Have you managed to to visit El Salvador in the last couple of years since they announced and, and go check out El Zonte and, and Bitcoin Beach? So I was actually, I was invited to a conference in El Salvador. When was, I think it's in, oh, is it September? I can't remember. I need to check that one out. I think it's September, uh, but it's like a Bitcoin crypto conference thing. Uh, but I've not been to El Salvador. My grand still lives there. I've not been for about three years. Mm -hmm. um because things started to get just really busy and then lockdown happened and it's just been a nightmare but i'll definitely be going to el salvador this year 100 percent yeah, yeah we, we can't hope wait to go together. in september i think it would be really nice if we could align that trip and uh, all of us go together because that's when we uh vanessa the the ambassador actually invited us all so um we we hope that we might meet the president as well um it is an official invite. It would be really cool. Look, the guy likes racing. The, the Bukele, President Bukele, he loves racing. He loves cars, nice. what, from what I've been told. So uh, <laughs> I think it would be exciting to meet him. I don't see why he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's a bit of fun. You know, politics gets a bit boring sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Uh Andrew, I just want to come back to you. You you, you said something earlier. Um, we we done all the racing chat, but you also dropped in that you were a lawyer as well. Uh, so I think for many of us outsiders looking in, we see you guys as all uh, hot shots and uh, you know the, the crazy life, like Seb was talking about. You know, um, champagne and hot women on yachts and and all of that kind of uh, caper. <laughs> but it seems to me perhaps that's not the truth and you, you you're probably holding down a full-time job alongside you know pursuing pursuing your passions yeah that's right um it, it, i'm still pretty much uh, full-time involved in that <clears throat> and motor racing has th through the years pretty much always been a, a hobby um but now that we've 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 found this uh, this different uh, method of um promoting racing aligned with promoting Bitcoin, uh, it's all taken on another dimension. And, um, you know, we're hoping that that uh, 
that can come up become a full-time occupation for all of us really uh going forward um we, we'd love that um so we just have to see how it pans out but in the interim we still need to work away and other things to keep things rolling along at the moment but um, no the, f the future looks looks good yeah no we we really need uh, a way to get dad out of his office because like every day he wakes up at 7 a.m and I'll, I'll walk past and it won't matter what time and he'll still be in the office working or something and I think like at his gentlemanly age he needs to be able to just do things he's passionate about and obviously being a lawyer is incredibly uh, stressful so just to be able to be involved in racing the whole time I'd love that for my dad and the family and Seb and Matthew so we're really um, really trying to push it now <laughs> it's not nice for you to be in an office all day long every day <laughs> you'll be out there soon I've got hope yeah yeah me too man yeah well Bitcoin, Bitcoin's going to do its thing, and uh, that, that's hope for all of us. Exactly. All right, shall, shall we go around uh, the three of you with uh, the, the usual question I ask towards the end of each show, and that is, if you had just one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? And I'll start with Charlie, because you're already smiling. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think... Um... We need to get America involved in Bitcoin, I think. Uh, oh, I know, actually, maybe um, President Xi Jinping, so he stops banning Bitcoin all the time. Let's orange pill him. <laughs> and obviously, China's a huge upcoming economy, so if they made Bitcoin legal standard, that would be good. So let's get rid of the haters, I think. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Who's, who's next? Seb, you want to go? Leave me last. I'm so thinking because that, right. that was a good one. That was a good one. That's because we didn't compete with that answer. Andrew? Uh, probably, probably some more influential um, members of parliament or congressmen or, or people like that through the world who, uh, you know, could, uh, if they were so minded and, and uh, had the uh, information, could, could uh, do more. Hmm. Matthew? Who would I want to convince? Yeah, the last, the last orange pill. Yeah. Um, the Queen of England. Bless her. Go on then, Seb. I don't know. I think, you know what? At the end of the day, it's the people, it's the everyday people that you need behind you, isn't it? Because um, if they, if, if uh, you know, it's difficult because, you know, you can have the highest ranked people in the world convinced, but if you can't convince the majority, then mm. there's no point. So whoever, whoever speaks for the majority, I want to convince. So I don't know if that's me or you or Charlie or Andrew or Matthew. If if they can convince the majority, then yeah, that's it. That is such a good, good answer. It's Bill Gates right now, isn't it? By all accounts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bill Gates it is then. Yeah. Uh, so what um, events have you got coming up? Because I know you're going to turn up, you're going to bring the car to the BTC adventure, aren't you, in Avon Valley? Yes, yeah, we're going to 
we we're actually um, working with a, um, a a coffee producer in El Salvador, and um, we're going to sell some of his. He's got the Satoshi blend and the Genesis block. Uh, he's like redesigned his coffee brand to be Bitcoin based, and we're going to team up with him and sell his coffee at the event. But we're going to bring um, our big HGV transporter and a couple of cars and probably um, dad's BMW as well, which we plan on wrapping in Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be really fun for our brand exposure and meeting other like-minded people and families. Um, and our next race is on the 22nd of this month. And I think, have we got two or three? Two. Two races, um, but a total of 18. So then we would have completed four by then. So uh, yeah, it just goes on throughout the year, really. Um, every couple of months we have a race, don't we? Or yeah, every we month, yeah. So is that at Black Coffee BTC on Twitter? Is that the same guy? Um, he's he's called Cherito Cafe. I'll send okay. you a link if you like. Um, really, I think actually you might like to interview him because sure. he had an amazing story, didn't he, Matthew? He was a real dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah really cool guy. All right. Well, I've, I've, I've given the wrong shout out, but at Black Coffee BTC, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, we this project as well. We want to help El Salvador. So help encourage sales of uh, Salvadorian coffees. We've had a business that we're helping and introduce them into a distributor partner because they want to sell their Bitcoin based uh, gift cards in the country. So we're also using this platform we have at the moment to bring in business and support their country as well. Right. And so for the other, the other UK conference organizers, because there's more and more popping up, you guys would be happy to turn up if, if possible and, and showcase the cars. And uh, okay. if, if the, the venue allows, you know, give some people uh, a little bit of an experience in the passenger seat. Oh, yeah, definitely. That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right, yeah. conference organizers. <laughs> there you go. That that's that's one. There's 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 another bunch of people to. And you know what you should do? You should turn up at Real Bedford. You should turn up a game, like with the four cars. That is a, such a good idea. Yes. What's it, Peter McCormack? Yeah, that's Pete's. Yeah. That's Pete's team. If you turned up with all those four cars, uh, like just in the, he'd be like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can introduce you. I'd be well, more that's than actually, happy. Um, when we were thinking about joining up with El Salvador, we thought let's um, just drive the cars outside the embassy and see what they uh, see what they think about it. <laughs> but yeah, so that is a very good plan. All right, before we uh, before we wrap it up, is there anything else that you guys wanted to get across here that uh, you, you feel we've not touched on yet? They're all good, I think. I'm. I like listening to you guys. I get excited. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Likewise with you, man. No, I think I think we've got it all. I just say, um, you know, if there's anyone who'd like to see a Bitcoin car in front of million millions of people, with a huge upcoming brand ambassador, Seb Melrose, uh, we're your people. <laughs> we can be a massive uh, marketing force. We'll get you a retweet from a president. Will give you support from a country, and uh, your brand will see new heights if you team with us. And so will Bitcoin. So please um, reach out to us. <laughs> well said, love it, mate. Yeah, love it. All right. Well, I, I, we we need to rebrand Seb to L Seb, maybe. Yeah. 
head. <laughs> we could do that. That's got a ring to it. I like that, Daniel. El <laughs> Melrose. That's quite El Melrose. Yeah. Well, <laughs> guys, it's been so great to get to know you. Thank you for everything that you are doing. Uh, with regards to pushing the message of Bitcoin forward. It's uh, a huge undertaking. It is. Um, it was not lost on me. I was so excited to see your your tweet the other day and I was straight in your DMs, Charlie. Thank you yeah. for responding so quickly. Uh, a pleasure to get to know you and I can't wait to... I'll be at that event in, in Avon Valley. So I'm looking forward to seeing you all and meeting you in person and, and sitting in the car and showing the kids. Uh, they're yeah. going to get a massive... Uh, kick out of that having met you as well on this call so yeah huge huge thank you on behalf of the community well yeah and thank, thank you, you. Yeah. thanks so much for having us thank you very much and yeah thank you for having us we it's enjoyed it a real thank you. privilege to be invited onto a show where the likes of michael sailor and others have been involved so it's actually crazy to us <laughs> get so used to it and we're very thankful yeah get used to it there's more big things to come i'm sure <laughs> i hope so well, we right. believe it too. <laughs> Thank you Take so care, much. guys. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. You, Thank you. Cheers, guys. Well, guys, what did you think of that? Did you enjoy that? Getting to know the guys a little bit, understanding their vision, their drive, for want of a better pun. Uh, go check them out. Reach out to them. Is there anybody in your network that you know that loves motorsport that would be interested in supporting this team in any way to get a porsche on the grid for the porsche carrera cup you're looking at minimum of 300,000. now that's either a lot of sponsorships from bitcoin companies or that's one whale who loves motorsport and wants to donate to making this thing a reality to getting a car wrapped up in bitcoin and racing for the whole season with hopefully an energetic young man at the wheel who's going to be pushing the message just as hard from around the globe. Fingers crossed that this can all come together. I'm committed to helping this team out in any way that I can. I will use my network to get them in touch with people that might be interested in helping them. And, uh, and I hope you do too. If you have any great ideas, if you've got any great designs, please share them. Share them with myself or just DM the Bitcoin Racing Twitter feed. They are watching that very closely all the time. Love meeting the Maxis. Get across to that event in Avon Valley if you can. Come and meet everybody there. I'll be there as well. I'm taking my kids. It's going to be an awesome event. You can find out more at the BTC Adventure, I believe, is the Twitter. Or just search Avon Valley Bitcoin Day. Now, if you want to get across as well to some of these other events, don't forget in the US, you've got BitcoinDay.io. You've got the Liberty in Our Lifetime conference coming up 21st to 23rd of October in Prague. I shall be speaking there about the parallel systems of education and what could be uh, available to other people. Uh, if you want to start stacking sets, or you want to add to your stash, make sure you're using Swan Bitcoin, Relay in Europe, Bitcoin Reserve, or Coin Corner. All of these companies are Bitcoin maxis and they have 
your best interest at heart. And if you guys want to sponsor one of these cars, you just let me know. <laughs> this could be made very, very simple for you. Uh, if you want to check out my book, that's Choose Life. You can find that on Amazon. But before we leave this one, make sure you are in control of your private keys. That means getting a hardware wallet. Shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitting gets you 5% off the Bitbox O2 Bitcoin only wallet. Thanks again for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Catch you on the next one.